This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Ontario's Auditor General has just released her annual report. And let me give you some of the highlights before we go to our guests to discuss this. Nine coal and gas generators claimed as much as $260 million in ineligible expenses for items including, get this, thousands of dollars for raccoon traps, scuba, scuba gear, carpet cleaning, and staff car washes. Furthermore, the independent electricity system operator did not implement recommendations made by the Ontario Energy Board that could have saved millions of dollars for ratepayers over the past 15 years. Um, lots to fix in terms of cancer care, long wait times for biopsies. Bob mentioned this in his news. Only 46% getting biopsies uh, within the Ministry of Health's 14-day target. Uh, thousands of thousands and thousands of dollars to send people to the states for stem cell transplants because we don't have enough capacity here. It costs $660,000 in the states, uh, about 128000 here, and uh, a target to provide radiation therapy in 48% of cancer cases has not been met. Uh, 39% of patients actually receive it. Um, they're not that far off that target. And get this, in public school boards, sick days are up 29% over a five-year period at 50 of Ontario's public school boards. Uh, There's a lot more to unpack in this report. And to help with that, we have John Yakubuski, who is the former PC energy critic, and Bob Bick, who is a founder of CanCertainty, which is a patient advocacy group for cancer care. Welcome to you both. Good afternoon. Are you both uh, there? You. Yes, I'm here. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Great, great. Um, okay, uh, so let's start with John. Uh, what are the worst things that you saw in this report? Well, I haven't seen the entire report. I mean, I was not part of the lockup, so I was coming covering for Todd on the the hydro issue, the uh, the Goreway Right. overclaiming issue. So I haven't had a chance to see the entire report. Uh, I've seen a little bit of a um, synopsis, which right. uh, which you've covered, but it's uh, typical what we expect from uh, this government. I mean, wasted money, unfound things going on that are not, um, not uh, disclosed to the public, um, just all kinds of stuff that is being covered up. And that's uh, essentially what we're talking about here with the the gas plant overbilling um, the people of Ontario and the government in no way, shape, or form disclosing that in a timely fashion. I mean, they're very quick to point out if they're giving you something on your hydro bill and spend you know hundreds of thousands and maybe millions of dollars advertising it. But when there's a, something such as such, as important as the electricity customer overpaying by one hundred million dollars during a period of time, uh, they say nothing. Um, 
I'm I'm curious. Um, you're at Queens Park. Uh, you're with the the government. You know how expenses work. How do you? I mean, you submit an expense report. Uh, we all do that. If there's an ineligible expense, usually they send it back to you and they say, uh, sorry, you're going to have to give us, uh, you know, you're going to have to reimburse us for that. That's not an allowable expense. It's uh, it's automatic, uh, but it seems uh, what else is automatic, uh, Libby, is the uh, when you put the words gas plant and liberal in the same story, you have to add the word scandal because that's what we always seem to happen when, they, when they're involved. But if I uh, submit my monthly expenses uh, to the uh, finance department for travel or whatever before that check is issued if there's any kind of a because it has happened in the past where i've neglected to uh, include in the envelope a receipt or whatever i'll get a call immediately uh we can't uh, issue for this particular uh, expense because you haven't uh, provided us with supporting documentation. Oh, God, sorry about that. I'm, I must have it here somewhere. I'll find it and I'll submit it next month, whatever the case may be. But it's, it's almost immediate that there's, you know, they don't issue a check to us as, as MPPs without having supporting documentation. And here, this, this went on for years. I mean, raccoon traps. Like, it just... <laughs> Scuba you, gear? It's almost, uh, it's almost uh, if it wasn't so... Um, wrong for the people of uh, on the ratepayers of Ontario to have Ontario to have to pay these things some of it's almost laughable I Well, mean, it is scuba gear scuba gear <laughs> car, staff car washes what has that got to do with the generation of electricity or operating their power equipment I mean and they were they were you know shutting down their equipment and restarting it and then claiming twenty five thousand dollars every time they restarted it I mean it it's just these are just the people that work so hard in this province to try to get ahead, try to make a living, hoping that they can pay their bills. When they read about these kinds of things, it is so frustrating for them to talk, to think that they're following the rules, they're doing everything they can to try to support their families, and this is the kind of stuff that's going on. And the government essentially just covers it up, hoping nobody will notice. Well, Bonnie Lissick notices. Let's uh, bring Bob Bick into the conversation. Um, Bob, this thing, uh, uh, the the note about biopsies and waits for biopsies, I am completely not surprised uh, because uh, I have sat on patient committees at hospitals, and there's a problem there, uh, and they they have funding for a certain amount of them, and there are only a certain amount of people who who do biopsies, depending on, you know, I, I had pancreatic cancer, and it's a thing called an endoscope, and it's 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 difficult, and, and it, it, you know, you need to be specialized, and you need to be put to sleep. Um, so, frankly, I'm not surprised that that is a problem, and it creates a bottleneck. But uh, what do you make of the other items in here? Well, I mean, I think uh, overall what we're talking about here is, uh, is a real need to, uh, to build some, some improved infrastructure for cancer services overall. Uh, you know, we have an aging demographic. We have, a, you know, uh, an incidence rate uh, that's rising with respect to cancer uh, overall. And, uh, you know, the healthcare system, I think, is uh, being slow to respond to develop the proper infrastructure. Uh, you know, uh, the Cancer Coalition has been very focused on one aspect of it, and that's the um, the area of uh, access to take-home cancer treatments. Uh, we've seen an evolution in the last decade where, you know, uh, now we see over half of all cancer treatments are now delivered in a format that's in a take-home format. But the 
the evolution in treatments has not been matched with the evolution in our cancer systems. Um, you know, I, I looked at the Auditor General's report quickly over the last 20 minutes, and, you know, I looked at the recommendations, and I actually don't think they go far enough there uh, with respect to the issues uh, with cancer drug access. Well, yeah, she didn't. She she didn't um, deal with that. Um, but you know, that's that's another another issue. But I guess she's dealing with what's in front of her, and there's you know finite money, and it seems crazy to me to be sending people at at a cost of six hundred and sixty thousand dollars each when the cost is one sixth of that here. That it it might be cost effective to um, to do that. Well, I mean, again, it, it comes back to building the proper infrastructure and, and keeping up with the demand, uh, as well as the evolution in technology. Uh, you know, so there's there's a lot of work the, uh, the Ontario government has to do to actually, you know, ramp up the infrastructure build for cancer treatment overall. Um, you know, the Cancerity Coalition did a poll last year, last year uh, of you know across Canada to identify what their spending priorities were for for um, for governments. And, you know, healthcare was clearly identified unsurprisingly by the major majority of survey participants as the most important government priority. And we did a little bit of deeper digging in this poll. And we asked from a list that included, you know, heart disease, mental health, cancer, diabetes, and, and other, uh, what their priority was. Cancer was identified as the most overall important spending priority by the majority of survey participants. It was also identified most often as a disease that presents the greatest risk to a patient's financial future. So, you know, I, I think there's a responsibility for the government to respond to this uh, and, to, and to properly reform their systems. I mean, again, going back to Cancerity's focus, which is access to medications, you know, right, right now we've seen the, the Auditor General recommend a bare minimum amount of repairs to an outdated system of cancer drug access. We think there's a lot more required. We okay. believe that, that there needs to be a full-on reform of the system. It needs to be rebuilt, not just repaired. Okay. Uh, let's go to the phones. We've got uh, Brian in East York. Hi, Brian. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm, well I was all right till I heard this story, but, uh, you know, the, it's, it's just, you know, if you... If you couldn't laugh, you'd definitely be crying. But I'd like to make a comment. I'd like to know where the staff is having their cars washed. <laughs> and and if it's the, anything to do with the liver, liberal government, it's probably at the bottom of Niagara Falls, you see. The water coming over washes the cars. But then, wait a minute, I'm corrected on that again, because that, all that power we give to the United States for free and we have to pay. Uh, that's how it works, correct? Um, correct, yeah. <laughs> Brian. Okay, so I'm back in the same hole as I started with. Okay, Brian, thanks for that. Okay. Okay. Bye. Well, uh, you know, um, if you're laughing instead of crying, that's a good thing. Uh, we have to take a quick break, and uh, when we return, we're going to be talking a little more about the Auditor General's report. Before we go, the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm here with John Yakubuski and Bob Bick, and we'll be right back after the break. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Uh, we're talking about the Auditor General's report. Here's another tidbit. Government advertising spending was $58 million in 2016-2017. That was a 10-year high. 
with what the auditor describes as 30% of the ads appearing intended to help make the government look good. Okay, that's another thing, a 10-year high. Um, I am with John Yakubuski and Bob Bick, but uh, let's take a couple of calls. We've got Tony in Fort Erie. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good, good. Well, what can I tell you? I'm out here in Fort Erie. I got my lights on all the time. TVs are on all the time. I'm hooked up to the uh, Buffalo Grid. Uh huh. 130 bucks. I told you that four months ago. It's still the same thing. About 125, 130 dollars. You guys are all getting ripped off there. When the guy from Quebec gets 400 thousand dollars to take care of uh, Quebec, and this other character gets four, was it four million? Yep. There's something wrong. Yep. Thanks the for that. Are out to get us. Yep. Thanks for that. Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill. Hi. And I just want to add one other thing. The cost of hydro in Montreal is half the price of hydro here in Toronto. Yep. That's a fact. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, apparently everything with this government is a stretch goal. The whole government is a stretch goal. Um, my good MPP, Mr. Arthur Potts, I'll give him credit. Like, he will take my calls and we discuss this stuff. Him and I have discussed the Auditor General on, on several occasions and her reports and the liberal attitude and his attitude and words to me is the woman doesn't know what she's talking about. Really? I, you know what? I, I might see Arthur at a function. Um, I'm going to ask him if he really said that. You, you know what? I guarantee you 100%. Tell him Bill. Bill. I'll tell have... him Bill said that because Arthur... Are you I'm his favorite you, constituent? take the calls, but man, he is the shill. He toes the party line like nobody else. I don't know why he's Well, I don't there. know he about like nobody else. <laughs> that's, 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 I don't know if it's fair to I say that. I think they all drink the Kool-Aid. Oh, okay, Bill, thanks. Okay, um, we have got uh, Duncan in Arthur. Hi, Duncan. Good afternoon. You're on the air? Okay. Um, we hear these Auditor General reports on the uh, stupidity of those morons in Ottawa. No, this is, this is, uh, this is, this is, oh, okay, uh, language, we don't have to call them names. Well, I guess I'm just saying the truth. (laughs) Okay. But anyway, I'm sure this is going to happen next year, and the year after, and the year after. And my question is, what's the consequence of these Auditor General reports, besides (laughs) spelling out what the stupidity is? Okay, what well, happened? there there is supposed to be action, but I will let our guest answer that. What? Thanks. Um, so, uh, John, what is the consequence supposed to be? Well, Duncan, that's a, a very good question, and thank you for uh, calling in. Uh, the government will uh, always respond to the auditor's report, but as the previous caller said, uh, sometimes those responses to the auditor general are less than complimentary, as you can recall back when uh, Bob Shirelli took her to task on, on electricity issues uh, and was kind of embarrassed when uh, Bonnie Lizick showed that she was not only the Auditor General here in, um, in Ontario, but previously worked for Manitoba Hydro. She understood the electricity system very well. But many times what the Liberals will do, will they will try to... Um, to dismiss the credibility of the Auditor General and say, no, no, we've got it right and she's got it wrong. I guess it comes down to uh, an issue of trust in the people of Ontario, who they trust. Uh, do they trust the Auditor General, who has no skin in the game? Uh, 
uh, is a nonpartisan officer of the legislature, or do they trust this government that for the past almost 15 years has uh, uh, failed to keep promises and has misled them time and time and again? Okay, well, I, this just in, I just got statements from the Minister of Energy on the Auditor General's report. And it says, he refers to the Industrial Conservation Initiative program has been successful at reducing peak electricity demand and helps large consumers lower electricity prices by one-third on average, helping them to remain competitive. System operator estimates that this program has reduced peak demand by about 1,300 megawatts in 2016. So that is a um, program that uh, obviously the uh, Auditor General did not like. Um, Also talking about Ontario's fair hydro plan, and that is the reduced rate that your grandchildren are going to be paying for. The program was recently expanded to include many more Ontario businesses, including manufacturers and greenhouses with average monthly peak demand above 500 kilowatts. So um, what do you make of that response, John? Well, I mean, the Liberals are masters of spin, and they say send out all kinds of numbers. But uh, when he talks about the ICI program, there's a very small uh, number of businesses that actually can participate in it. Uh, A lot would like to. Everybody wants to lower their bills. I mean, they've gone up 300% under this government. But also when he talks about lowering the demand, we lower demand and we still pay generators to produce it, or we dump water over Niagara Falls, as, as Brian or, uh, originally said, water going over Niagara Falls that we're getting nothing for or selling the electricity cheap or be even below cost and sometimes paying other jurisdictions to take it. Uh, we don't have a capacity. We've, we've got more than enough electricity generating capacity here in Ontario. The, the problem is the contracts that they have signed, we're paying so much for it. And that's why these businesses need a break. But reducing, you know, reducing demand is not changing the fact that we still have more capacity than we need. And we're continuing to give away or sell very below cost uh, this excess electricity to other jurisdictions that are actually uh, putting us out of business. As I think uh, Tony said, he in Fort Erie uh, hooked up to the Buffalo grid and getting electricity dirt cheap relative to us. He's, he's, he's benefiting based on the fact that our government continues to send electric water over uh, Niagara Falls and other um, hydraulic dams without uh, generating any uh, electricity. Okay, just very quickly, uh, and I want to get Bob's comment on this because I just have the health minister's response to the Auditor General report. He says, she points out that from an outcomes perspective, our cancer system is excelling at providing timely, life-saving treatments to those who need it most, Uh, best survival rates in breast, colorectal, and lung cancers in Canada. That is true. And it says, we are already hard at work on improving the service delivery and outcomes on a number of the Auditor General's recommendations and look forward to reviewing her findings in greater detail. Um, Bob, does that sound like a good response to you? Well, I mean, it's, you know, emphasize the positive and try to not focus at all on the things that need to be fixed. Uh, you know, yes, you know, there is truth that, uh, you know, the, the survival rates in Ontario are among the best, uh, you know, across Canada. Um, but, you know, that doesn't that doesn't mean that there isn't a lot of repairs that need to be done to address the growing, growing needs of, uh, 
of, of Canadians or of Ontarians. Uh, you know, there is, like as I noted earlier, a growing rise in incidence of cancer overall. And the Auditor General noted a lot of deficiencies that are actually growing. The inequities that exist right now in access to cancer treatment right, right. are growing. Right, I just have to wrap it up. Sorry, we're running out of time. Um, Bob Bick, thank you very much for that. John Yacobe- John Yakubuski, sorry. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks. Okay, uh, we'll be hearing more about the Auditor General's report in Bob's News that is coming up in just a moment. And uh, Bob very rightly pointed out the incidence is growing. Uh, It's going to be one in two people getting cancer in their lifetime. So uh, that's a pretty scary statistic. Uh, And with that, I'll wrap things up for today. That's all the time we have for Fight Back. And we now break for traffic and news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.